it automates, uh, saves, takes time. We say, you know, you can edit your podcast in minutes, not hours with our sound. All right. Hey guys, we got Jacob Bozarth here. He's the CEO of ReSound. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what your problem statement is that you're solving? Yeah, I would love to. So ReSound is an AI editing platform that automates a large portion of the production process. And so my first company, Resonate Recordings, we edit podcasts for about 3,500 podcasters around the world. And it's about a three to four X multiplier from the real time audio to the time it takes for us to edit a show. And so that was a problem we had at Resonate and realized also in the podcast industry that that's a problem is it takes a lot of time to edit podcasts. 44% of podcasters have three or less ep- episodes. And a large reason for that is the, the ongoing maintenance and everything that's required to not just record, but <laughs> to edit, to produce the show and whatnot. And so, yeah, that's that's what we built at Resound. Um, it, it was birthed out of the problem we had at my first company, Resonate Recordings. And we've been yeah building this tool for about a year now. And it automates, uh, saves, takes time. We say, you know, you can edit your podcast in minutes, not hours with our sound. So what did it look like when you knew this was the idea you wanted to work on? Yeah, so like I said, it it was, the idea was birthed originally just out of the problem that we had at Resonate Recordings. And so as we as we started, you know, what went from initially an idea to kind of a concept to, excuse me, finding a machine learning engineer that can, could actually help us kind of prototype out, is this something we can solve? Um, it took a while and, and, you know, candidly, we were able to do that as an extension within Resonate to start. And then whenever the first, first version worked, it, it wasn't perfect. It had its issues, but we were like, this, it, this is really promising. And we believe that, you know, it's a, a problem and a solution that will serve many other people and serve the larger podcast industry potentially you're like just re even reshape and yeah be really kind of disruptive in how podcasts are created and so we decided to spin it out as its own company because i think that's one of the hardest things about starting a company it's like you 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 have a lot of or i have a lot of ideas and a lot of different ways you can go but to be able to distill it down to the best ideas to be able to focus on the main problems and do those things really well it's hard to do. And so like if you're if you're stretched in many different directions, you're just going to kind of do a lot of things okay and it makes it hard to do like one thing really well. And so that's that's really at the end of the day why we decided to spin it out and to make it its own company so we could focus on this one major problem and solve it really well. Yeah, that's awesome. And how did you acquire your very first yeah, so I guess as a part of being in the podcast industry, we have a lot of like connections and industry and networks and whatnot. We've gone to a lot of different trade shows, partnered with a lot of different companies, worked with a ton of different podcast networks. And so, yeah, really it just like technically resonate was our first customer, I guess, if you will. And we've been, you know, quote unquote, eating our own dog food 
at Resonate. So I'd say that that was the first one. And then, yeah, the, the f- kind of first few. So we did a beta wait list back in 20, let's see, 2022. And we went to a pod, like a trade show called the Podcast Show in London. And that's actually like how we acquired a lot of our first few early access beta users on the platform was going to the trade show. People were walking around, you know, and they would they would see like, oh, AI editing, like, what is that? That's amazing. And so that's really kind of how we acquired uh, most of our early users. And then uh, it's it's really grown by primarily word of mouth and just organic, organic SEO, um, you know, learning implementing a lot of the lessons learned from Resonate around marketing of what works well and, you know, doing those things better and kind of optimizing, optimizing them to, to serve us well. That's great. And when you went to go test with your first customer that wasn't Resonate, how did that work out? Was it were there surprises or was it all perfect? Or <laughs> Yeah, great question. Definitely not perfect. We... We did a lot of like user research and even, you know, before we, before we actually had a product, like we had this early access wait list. And one thing that we did was we conducted a lot of like user interviews. And so we would get on a call with different users. We would walk through like a prototype of what, what the app was built, get feedback there. And so I think whenever we released like V1 or V0.001 or whatever you want to call it, um, there weren't a ton of surprises because I think we 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 let the customer user feedback like inform how we built things, um, and so yeah, that that was that was super helpful. And then you know we we implemented once we did like launch launch our beta and got users on the platform. We very quickly like one of the main calls to action was like user feedback, report bugs request features and that's really been kind of the main thing that we've been committed to is like listening to our users letting our users kind of dictate what we build how we build um, rather than just like yes I'm a I've produced a lot of podcasts I'm an audio engineer so I I think I know like how to build and what what this is but I'm not just building it for myself like I'm building it for we're building it for our users that are on there and just verifying that you know, this is a problem, I think, really. And that's candidly like a lesson that we learned from the software we built at Resonate. Like, we didn't do that at all at Resonate. We just, I had a crazy idea that we would build something and then sometimes people would use it, sometimes they wouldn't use it. And so, uh, been able to save a lot of resources, I think, this time around by just being able to, um, yeah, like, have, have that user testing, that user feedback and these these verified verified problems that's awesome and what trends in podcasting are you most excited about right now yeah i think i think one of like some of the trends that i'm most excited about are just the continued like lowering the barrier to entry like podcasting has always had um a fairly low barrier to entry being that you don't have to go through a ton of red tape like you would if you had a tv show or a radio show you know it's it's really like an indie indie space where anyone can start a podcast and i think i think just the whole ethos the whole dna of that of that community really excites me and, and i love being a part of that 
I think, yeah, just as like the biggest problem that people face in podcasting is even though it has a low barrier to entry, <laughs> there's a steep learning curve often in just the ongoing production of a show, even writing of a show, show notes, like how you market your show, all those things. And so I think candidly, like obviously we're a part of this at Resound, but one of the trends I'm most excited about are just the continued like accessibility of resources, continuing to lower the barrier, lower that learning curve, specifically with editing like a tool like Resound, um, even with tools like Descript, who have more of a text-based approach to editing, tools like Alphonic with AI mixing and mastering, uh, great like show note and caption writing tools with obviously this huge revolution of all types of writing tools around AI with ChatGPT. So yeah, I think that's that's one of the things that just excites me the most. I'm excited to see hopefully what that number, like I'm, like I mentioned, 44% of podcasters have three or less episodes, and I'm exci- I'll be excited to see like what what that number looks like in the next couple of years as these additional tools are are just more and more accessible, just making it easier to to have that ongoing. Yeah, that makes sense. And then on the flip side, what trends in AI are you most excited about? Oh, yeah. It's a great, great question as well. I think around that, yeah, I think I'm excited just to continue to see the maturity of these different tools and similarly, like, the accessibility of them. I mean, there's so many tools out there right now, but even it's just proof that, like, it's still not super easy to access for everyone. Like, if you know how to run prompts and and whatnot sure you can leverage leverage chat gpt but there's all these tools you know built on top of on top of that <laughs> that are making it even more more and more and more accessible and so i think yeah just i'm excited to continue to see just the maturity of the tools to continue to see them yeah just leverage and allow like empower and enable creators and enable people to continue to like do great things pursue their passions focus on the things that they're really great at and the things that they love doing i mean everyone including myself does things like or spends their time doing things that they probably shouldn't be doing in the the day you know monotonous like administrative tasks like you know, there's just there's just things you have to do, and so I think I'm I'm really excited to continue to see like AI tools be leveraged to help just really optimize and unlock people's creativity to be able to focus on like the things that they're most passionate about. And I would say with that, like that's kind of Resound's vision and the way we've built it is like it's not meant to replace an audio engineer, right? It's you know I it's built by professional audio engineers, and uh, none of us that have at resonate or myself included like have this vision of resound's going to replace my job it's like no resound's going to do something for me that i would rather not do (laughs) sit there and edit edit out like these monotonous ums and ahs and other common mess ups so i have more freedom to to focus on the creative components of a podcast to to allow the podcast episode to be more creative, to engage the listener more, whether it's through music or sound design or creative editing. And so I think uh, 
yeah, it's pretty cool to see just just how how AI will continue to evolve and I think more than anything really be optimized to serve humans more and more. Yeah, it sounds great. And then before we let you go, uh, Jacob, our last question would be um, for other people interested in founding a venture-backed startup, what sort of advice do you have for them? I think go as long as you can without doing venture like venture backing because you know that's gonna just put you in a better position to number one like raise raise uh, venture money and you're gonna get a higher valuation all those things and so you know for me with my first company with resonate it was fully bootstrapped we got a lot you know a lot of early traction is really hard but that meant like working on nights and weekends and doing a lot of things and so I would say you know go as long as you can without raising VC uh, just to like it's going to serve you even that much better and put you in a better position to raise down the road Um, yeah I think I think that would be my advice around specifically like someone looking to raise makes sense well uh, thank you for coming on the show Jacob hopefully everyone will check out your uh, your tool Resound We'll, uh, get, we'll let you get back. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, you 